and welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and build confidence at 30. This week's episode is a solo one, and I'm coming to you all today with a very practical episode talking all about turning 30 and journaling. Now, when I first went to record this episode, I thought, how can I actually fill 10 to 20 minutes worth of time talking about journaling? But as it turns out, my notes for the podcast are very lengthy, so I'm going to really have to struggle to keep it down. And in a way, I do feel like one of those beauty bloggers who comes on Instagram and says, oh, seeing as so many people asked, here's information about my skincare regime when that is actually what's happened to me over the past few weeks. For some reason, I've received lots of questions and also lots of feedback from clients and asking really to give guidance on how to journal and how to gain value from this activity. So that's the reason why I've decided to record today's episode. It really is a practical one. So I recommend getting phone notes out if you're not driving or getting your notepad out. And I'm really going to give you some homework for what to do after the episode. And just to know that this episode will be released in conjunction with a journaling guide that is going to be a free PDF guide for anyone who wants to download it. So the episode will come out first. I recommend to listen to it before you read the guide. And then in another week or so, the guide will be available. So if you are listening to this in real time when it's released, make sure to check back and download the guide because it's going to have the same instructions that I'm giving now, but also with journal prompts and a little bit more detail. And of course, every time you come to journal, you're not going to listen back to this episode. So it's just going to be really good to have a hard copy of the details and the tips that I'm giving today. If you've followed me for a while, you'll know that I literally shout from the rooftops about journaling. It is something that has helped me so much on my own personal discovery journey and it helps my clients. I always recommend as the first task when I work with new clients is to put as part of your routine journaling. And I want to talk about why and what are the benefits of journaling and why I believe it's so important. Firstly, a lot of you who are into self-development or personal growth will know that the buzzword at the moment and for the past few words has been meditation and mindfulness. But meditation really being the key suggested uh, skill, not skill, the key suggested activity in order to quiet a busy mind. And for me, I have never successfully been able to implement a meditation routine. Now, this isn't something that I'm particularly proud of, and I'm definitely still open and interested in learning about meditation and having it as part of my routine. And I do do it from time to time. However, as somebody with a super busy mind and I guess quite hyper and a little bit with thoughts running all over the place, I 
understand that meditation is particularly relevant for someone like me. But at the same time, it's particularly challenging for me. And that's where journaling has really come in for me as an alternative to meditation. And discovering journaling and the act of journaling really has helped me to become more mindful without actually meditating every single day. And in some ways, when I get into my journaling and when I know that I'm doing it correctly, it becomes a little bit like meditation that I really disconnect from the outside world and I'm at one with my thoughts and I'm really into it. So for anybody who has also struggled with meditation or just in general hasn't successfully managed to implement it or doesn't even want to, I really recommend journaling as an alternative and they're not mutually exclusive and if you want to and can do both, do it, really do it. And I'm definitely going to invite on the podcast a friend of mine who is a meditation teacher to talk about meditation and its benefits and give us tips and advice on how to start off. But I just wanted to bring to your attention that for me, journaling has really enabled me to get that level of mindfulness that I wanted to be present with myself without actually meditating. Before I get into the practical details of journaling, I want to also just talk about it from the highest concept. And that really is just the importance of having a a routine. And if you've listened back to any of my previous podcasts, I really recommend listening to the Confidence Loop podcast, which is part one in my series of how to build confidence. And this is really talking about how important it is to have a routine and have something that you do for yourself because this commitment to yourself builds up the trust that you have and is the first step in the loop of becoming more confident. Now I'm not going to go over it again you should really go back and listen to the episode after this if you've not already listened to it. I also have some posts about it on my Instagram but before we even get into why journaling itself as an act is so great for your mindset, I want you to really understand that doing it as part of your routine is so much bigger than the actual act of doing it itself. And if you coach with me, you'll know that the first thing I do is to implement a personalized self-care routine that always, always, always involves journaling because this is where we start with building up your self-esteem, your trust in yourself, and ultimately your self-confidence. But what's so great about journaling itself? Because we could just say, okay, walk for 10 minutes a day, which I also do recommend, or listen to a podcast or do 10 minutes of yoga. But why am I so obsessed with journaling? And this is because it's such a key skill for how to manage your mind. And really that's what I do as a coach. I teach you how to access thoughts, manage those thoughts and make decisions based on having a managed mind. And the big question is, is how can you really manage your thoughts or organize your mind or access your mindset if you don't know what those thoughts are? And this is where journaling comes in because we need an outlet for thoughts and I have a lot of clients and also myself pre four or five years ago when I started doing this work, how did I ever know what I was thinking? And I didn't. And what actually used to happen is I would have shower thoughts and all of my good ideas 
come to me in the shower because that was the time when I'm not with my phone and it's really the time that I'm alone with my thoughts. And I also would have times when I would walk, even though lots of those times I would use as, use them as an opportunity to call somebody or even listen to something. And then the other alternative time was before bed. So my head goes on the pillow and all of a sudden I'm starting to really analyse my actions from the day and had lots of thoughts. But I never ever gave my thoughts space. I would just go through the day and the thoughts would be swirling around and they would come to me and they would go, but I never gave them any form of legitimacy. And when I get new clients, I always ask them, do you spend time thinking? And that's where journaling really comes in because what it's doing, it's putting space between you and your thoughts. And I love how when I'm journaling and I'm writing things down on a piece of paper, it's almost like I'm giving my thoughts a whole new body. They are becoming something separate to me. And then what I can do is I can look at those thoughts from a bird's eye point of view. And then I can ask questions about the thoughts. Is this thought serving me? Is this a good thing to think? Do I want to keep thinking this? Why do I think this? Where has this come from? And you can't really ask yourself those questions about your thoughts until you've seen them as a separate entity. By writing the thoughts down on a piece of paper, the actual act of doing it is so therapeutic. It's been psychologically proven. I don't have to hand the scientific background of this, but having your thoughts written actually with your hand on a piece of paper with a pen is the act itself is creating a self-awareness and a sense of presence. And even just writing it down, even if you don't do anything with those thoughts or even ask those questions, just the act of doing it has been proven to be helpful. But for me, the magic really happens when I let the thoughts flow. And what happens is you end up coaching yourself. So like I said, you start asking questions, you start to process your thoughts. And in a way, you end up naturally understanding yourself through them. And that's because you're taking a look at what you're really saying to yourself. And in that way, you can spot patterns, you can call yourself out, And once it becomes part of your routine and you actually start looking forward to it, you can really start to understand so much more about yourself. Have I convinced you yet to start journaling? (laughs) Because I really just feel like all of that just flowed out of my mouth. I didn't even have it written down. And it's truthfully how I feel about journaling. And one thing that a lot of people bring to my attention when I coach them and also something that I know from years of not journaling steadily is that journaling in itself is a skill and an activity but writing down how you feel when things go tits up or shit hits the fan and things go wrong that's not the act of journaling that's just writing stuff down and most people in the past only write stuff down when they're in a predicament, when they need to make a decision, when they're at some sort of crossroads, or usually when something negative has happened. And the key to becoming good at journaling isn't just to do it when you're feeling bad. It's also to do it when you're celebrating yourself, when you're feeling good, just giving legitimacy to your thoughts every single day. So that I think is one of the biggest pushbacks that I get is that, but I only like to journal when something has happened and that's not it you can do it and it's better than nothing but I really recommend that you do this as part of your routine and if not every day which I know is quite a big commitment especially 
and the weekends or if we're really busy, but at least a few times a week. Okay, so let me give you some tips on where to begin. So let's say you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, Emma's convinced me, I really want to journal. It's something that I've been thinking of doing for a while and I'm not really sure how to do it the right way. I'm going to just talk you through a few starter things that you could do. So very basic, the first thing, go and buy a nice new notepad. And also very importantly, a pen that you actually enjoy writing with. It seems so basic, but who doesn't love going to buy new stationery? And it always feels nice to start a new notebook. For me, starting a new notepad when I'm journaling is like almost the chance for a fresh start for my thoughts. So order something online now that you really, really like. It doesn't have to be a leather bound expensive one. It can be a few pounds from Amazon or I personally started to really enjoy buying from small businesses to help them. There's loads of different ones that you can buy. You can also not use a notepad, by the way. You can type up notes if you really don't like writing. But just to link back to what I said before, there has been scientific evidence to prove that the actual act of writing will change the way that your thoughts are processed. But if you just do not resonate with that at all, then there's loads of journaling apps that you can get on your phone or just use your phone notes to write stuff down. It really is better than nothing. The second tip is to try and make it part of your routine in a very systematic way. So set a time of day that really works for you. And each person is individual with this because I have some people who love waking up in the morning and getting all their thoughts on a piece of paper. That's how I do it. If I don't journal in the morning, I know that the day will get away with me and I usually am too tired or just not focused enough to journal in the evening. Having said that, I know that some people really prefer journaling before bed because it's kind of a brain dump to get everything out from the day and then they can go to sleep feeling calmer. So there really is no set time but what I would recommend is you set the time and try what works best for you and you can also do trial and error so maybe now you're going to buy a new notebook and then you're going to start journaling try the morning one if it doesn't work you'll switch to the evening and just to say I also have clients that journal several times a day so they might pick up their notepad in the morning and also in the evening so you just do whatever works for you the third tip is to keep your journal somewhere really accessible It's so basic, but if you just keep it next to you, for example, most of us are working from home right now, keep it on the desk next to you. Don't hide it away in your bedroom because if you do, then the actual act of having to go and get the journal is going to put another step between you and journaling. But if you can just keep it around and then also what happens is you might have a thought that comes to you or something that you want to write down, you can just grab the journal because it's right there and you can journal as freely as you want. The fourth tip, is if you're new and you're just getting started, don't try and journal for hours and hours on end because firstly, who has that time? And secondly, it just puts on this pressure that you do not need. My biggest tip is to set a timer. I would recommend between 10 to 15 minutes. You can start at 10. If you're a slow writer, maybe 15 is better for you. I also change this depending on my schedule and how busy I am. But what I do is I get my drink, so usually my morning hot water and lemon or a cup of tea or coffee or whatever I'm drinking at that point in time, I get my drink, I sit down with my notebook at my desk 
I get my phone, I put a timer on for, let's say, 10 minutes, flight mode my phone, and turn over my phone, and that's it. I'm Then I'm in it, and I'm just going to freely write up until the timer goes off. Tip number five. This is a trick for anybody who has a busy mind and every single time you try to journal all of a sudden you remember the six different things that you need to do that day like you need to send an email to x person that you haven't replied to you need to whatsapp your mum to remind her of something that you said you would do for her you need to send a message to whoever whatever it is for me the minute that I start journaling I'm like whoa, 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 I need to do this, I need to do this. And I used to just then go and do it and never prioritise journaling. And then what happened was I never actually wrote anything down because I was too busy doing all my stuff. So I developed this nice little trick where I would open my notepad and if I had all of the list of things that I need to do that uh, came to me, I would draw a little rectangle in the top right-hand part of the piece of paper and I just write in little bullet points all of the things that I said I would do so I can refer back to them afterwards then when the timer goes off and I finish journaling I'm like oh okay now I can do all the things I said I was going to do but they didn't interrupt my journaling routine okay so now we're on to number six what to write and this is the question that I get asked the most from my new clients who start journaling they say but what do I write how do I know what to say how do I speak to myself And the answer is really ambiguous, but it's completely up to you. One of my initial consults last week uh, said to me, is it like Dear Diary? And I'm like, it kind of is, but I don't want you to write down, Dear Diary, uh, today I woke up at 7.30 and went to walk the dog and it was raining outside. It's not that, okay? You want to just let the thoughts flow based on whatever you're feeling and thinking that day try not to overthink it. In my coaching, I talk a lot about doing thought downloads. And that's really as if you're taking all of the stuff in your brain and just shoving it onto a piece of paper. No one's going to read it. It really doesn't matter what you actually write. What matters most importantly is that you're just becoming present with yourself and writing down the thoughts. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you're going to start right now. Ask yourself, what is on your mind right now? If you can't think of what's on your mind right now, what was on my mind the most last night when I went to sleep? What was bothering me yesterday? What something happened to me yesterday that I have been thinking about afterwards? A really important one is what are you feeling right now? And when you work with me as a client, I really teach you how to feel your feelings and we start to do a lot of journaling based on how you're feeling and I have some activities that I use to help you access those feelings. But really, you just want to empty your thoughts onto the page. I really recommend starting off by doing this because there are journal prompts and in my journal guide, I will give you some journal prompts, but this isn't the best thing to do at first. The best thing is to start to understand what is going on inside your mind. And the best way you can do that is just to simply not overthink it and write what has been going on. Another point is that you should journal intuitively. And I've really started to tap into this recently with myself and my clients when they're doing their routine is not to try and do something against what your intuition is telling you. So if you really, really don't feel like you can journal today or tomorrow, whenever you do it, 
then don't do it. Don't force yourself to have a routine or do something that doesn't feel right. And maybe you don't want to do it and then later on in the day, you'll feel the urge to. So do things that feels right for you. There's no point in trying to force yourself into doing something that doesn't feel good and doesn't fit. That's all for all my tips on journaling. I really recommend that you think about how you can take these tips and implement them. My homework to you is to go and buy that new notebook. If you already have something, then go and take time out of your routine today or from tomorrow morning when you're listening to this. Set that phone timer and start to write down how you feel, what you're thinking, what's been bothering you and really let yourself think, let yourself have these thoughts and then spot the patterns. So once you've done this for a week or so, I want you to, you don't have to necessarily read it back. If you want to, you can, but the journaling for me, I very rarely read my notes back. It's more that I'm aware that I'm constantly talking about something in my business that's been bothering me or I'm constantly talking about a relationship in my life that has been burdening me. And then I ask myself what I want to do with this new self-awareness. So keep going for the first week and then you can start to spot the patterns. If you want to take this work and make it more substantial, apply it and then learn how to take what you've been journaling and change those thoughts and ask yourself if this is serving you and really practice new beliefs and create new thoughts to create new results that's exactly what I do in my turning 30 coaching program it's a one-on-one three-month program and as part of our work together you'll implement your journaling routine and then each week we meet on a video call and we talk about what happened in the week and then I give you the tools and skills to reach new goals, goals that we set as part of the program or just weekly goals, things that you want to achieve each time that you put that pen to paper and realize that the negative thought patterns that you've been having are no longer serving you and you're ready to make a change and truly become who you want to be. In order to understand more about my coaching program, you can follow the link in the uh, podcast blurb or as always, you can find me on Instagram at turning30coach and I really hope that these journal tips have been helpful for you. If so, I would love if you could just take one minute as soon as you finish this episode to rate my podcast and to leave a review please subscribe to be the first to get updates with new episodes. And most importantly, if any of your friends or family would benefit from hearing these practical tips, then make sure that you share the episode with them and let's spread the Turning 30 love. I will see you all next week.